Chapter 3. Head, Eyes, Ear, Nose, and Throat. Topic 2. Infectious and Inflammatory Disorders of the Eye. The first disorder we will review is conjunctivitis. There are three common causes, bacterial, viral, and allergic, starting with bacterial conjunctivitis. It is most commonly caused by poor contact lens hygiene and results in infection from staphylococcus or streptococcus. It is also seen in those who are sexually active or newborns of infected mothers. In those instances, it is commonly due to chlamydia or gonococcal. Typical signs and symptoms include a unilateral purulent discharge, causing the eyelids to be stuck together upon waking up. It has less itching compared to viral conjunctivitis. There may also be preauricular adenopathy. Of note, chlamydia conjunctivitis is the most common cause of blindness worldwide. The diagnosis is clinical, as is for all causes of conjunctivitis. Treatment of bacterial conjunctivitis is with saline lavage if it is due to staphylococcus or streptococcus. Fluoroquinolone's ophthalmic antibiotics may also be utilized. If gonorrhea or chlamydia is suspected azithromycin or doxycycline, plus ceftriaxone is the preferred treatment regimen. Next is viral conjunctivitis. It is often preceded by an upper respiratory infection. The most common cause is adenovirus. Other less common viruses include VZV and HSV. Symptoms typically start initially in one eye and then spread to the contralateral eye. Patients will have watery discharge and itchy or erythematous eyes. Herpes zoster ophthalmicus, which is shingles of the fifth cranial nerve, uniquely presents with a fever and a papular rash. Treatment is with supportive care as most cases are self-limited. If VZV or HSV is suspected, a cyclovir should be administered. The last cause of conjunctivitis we will review is allergic conjunctivitis. This is commonly associated with atopy and eczema. It presents with bilateral erythematous itchy eyes and little to no discharge. It may also present with other atopic symptoms such as allergic rhinitis and asthma. Management is through avoidance of allergens. Symptomatic management is with topical antihistamine such as levocabastine or imedestine and topical non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as kitarolac. Of note, for all cases of conjunctivitis, there is normal pupillary reaction, intraocular pressure, and no impairment of visual acuity. If any of these are present, consider another diagnosis. Our next disorder we will review is uveitis. This is defined as inflammation of the iris, ciliary body, and choroid. The most common cause is idiopathic. Other key causes to be aware of are collagen vascular disease, such as systemic lupus erythematosus, rheumatoid arthritis, scleroderma, polyarteritis nodosa, dermatomyositis, basets, and also seronegative spondylorthropathies. Other less common causes are sympathetic ophthalmia, also known as autoimmune uveitis, and infections such as TB, Lyme disease, CMV, toxoplasma, syphilis. Signs and symptoms include pain, however pain is typically absent with posterior uveitis, erythema, photophobia, an abnormal pupillary response due to involvement of iris and ciliary body, and hypopion. More specific findings include synechiae, which occurs due to adhesions of the iris to the lens, iris nodules and keratic precipitates, often referred to as having a mutton fat appearance. Diagnosis is made with a slit lamp examination. Management is with steroids. Pain control is achieved with medications such as cyclopentylate, tropicamide, or atropine. The mydriatic component of these drugs dilates the pupils and breaks the synechiae, providing pain relief. Lastly, it is important to optimize management of the underlying disease. Moving on, we will discuss preceptal and orbital cellulitis. These are most commonly caused by upper respiratory tract infection organisms such as streptococcus pneumonia, haemophilus influenza, 
Neisseria meningitidis, and Staphylococcus aureus. The key differentiating factor between preceptal and orbital cellulitis is that infection anterior to the orbital septum is preceptal cellulitis, and infection posterior to the orbital septum is orbital cellulitis. It is often preceded by an upper respiratory infection, sinusitis, dacryocystitis, blepharitis, or dental infection. Less commonly, it may be due to hematogenous spread of infection. Signs and symptoms seen in both include unilateral tenderness, edema, erythema, and conjunctival injection around the orbit. If there's ophthalmoplegia, which is pain with extraocular movements, proptosis, and visual deficits, then this is highly concerning for orbital cellulitis and deeper spread of infection. The diagnosis is clinical with a normal ocular exam suggestive of preceptal cellulitis. Patients with limited or abnormal ocular exam findings are likely to have orbital cellulitis. If it is unclear, these can be differentiated with an orbital CT, which also has the added benefit of detecting associated complications. Management differs depending on if it is due to preceptal cellulitis or orbital cellulitis. Preceptal cellulitis is managed with oral antibiotics targeting upper respiratory organisms. Options include clindamycin or trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole plus amoxicillin clavulinate. Orbital cellulitis requires treatment with broad-spectrum IV antibiotics such as vancomycin plus piperacillin tazobactam, as this is a medical emergency. Complications of orbital cellulitis include blindness, meningitis, cavernous sinus thrombosis, and brain or subperiosteal abscess. Scleritis and episcleritis are the next pathologies we will review. As the name suggests, this is due to inflammatory disease of the sclera, that is scleritis, or outer sclera, that is episcleritis. Signs and symptoms include mild to moderate eye pain, erythema, and watery discharge. Symptoms tend to be more severe in scleritis with photophobia and decreased visual acuity. The key associations to be aware of are rheumatoid arthritis and inflammatory bowel disease. Diagnosis is made with infusion of epinephrine into the affected eye. In episcleritis, epinephrine will cause vasoconstriction and the blanching of the eye, causing it to appear whiter. In scleritis, there will be no response to epinephrine infusion. Management is symptomatic, with most cases being self-limiting. Symptomatic treatment is with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Corticosteroids and other immunosuppressive agents are reserved for severe cases of scleritis. The next disorder in this subsection of infectious and inflammatory disorders of the eye is keratitis. Keratitis is defined as inflammation of the cornea with a wide range of etiologies including bacterial, viral, fungal, and UV-related. Regardless of etiology, they have similar signs and symptoms and are differentiated based on their fluorescine staining pattern. Bacterial keratitis is the most common cause of keratitis. Common causative organisms are pseudomonas, staphylococcus, or streptococcus. It is seen in frequent contact lens users. HSV is the most common viral cause. It is also the most common cause of corneal blindness in the USA. Common fungal causes include candida, aspergillus, and fusarium. Risk factors are immunodeficiency and topical steroids. Photokeratitis occurs due to exposure to UV radiation. Key risk factors include snow sports, as the snow reflects 80% of UV radiation resulting in significant UV exposure in skiers and snowboarders who do not wear sunglasses. Other risk factors include tanning beds and welders. All causes of keratitis typically present with eye pain, photophobia, discharge, blurry vision, erythema, hypopion, and a foreign body sensation. Diagnosis is made with fluorescein staining showing denudement of the squamous epithelium with different patterns for different etiologies. Bacterial causes will demonstrate an abrasion or ulcer.
Viral causes will appear as lesions in a dendritic pattern. Interstitial causes of keratitis will demonstrate no defect on staining as the squamous epithelium remains intact. Fungal causes will have poorly delineated borders of the ulcer. Photokeratitis will appear as superficial punctate lesions. Management for bacterial keratitis is with ophthalmic moxifloxacin or cefazolin plus tobramycin. Viral keratitis is often self-limited, however treatment reduces the duration of symptoms. Treatment includes oral acyclovir or gansiclovir. Ophthalmic eye drops include trifluoridine or vidarabine. Ophthalmic natamycin or voriconazole may be administered for fungal causes of keratitis. Oral amphotericin B or voriconazole is used in severe cases. Oral nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and other analgesics are used in symptomatic management for photokeratitis. Topical antibiotic ointments may be helpful such as erythromycin or bacitracin to decrease some of the inflammation. Patient education on the importance of using eye protection against UV radiation is also important. The final disorder we will discuss in this subsection of infectious and inflammatory disorders of the eye is sympathetic ophthalmia. This is defined as granulomatous uveitis that occurs secondary to trauma in the contralateral eye. The pathophysiology is as follows. Antigens in the eye are normally protected from the immune system. Trauma to the contralateral eye results in exposure of hidden ocular antigens into the systemic circulation and formation of an autoimmune response. Formation of these autoantibodies eventually results in a cell-mediated damage to the contralateral eye. Signs and symptoms include anterior uveitis, papilledema, and blindness. The diagnosis is clinical. Management is with corticosteroids and or immunomodulators.